Dallas, I think the first question people want to know is, how did the concept for The Chosen actually come to be? I was filming a short film for my church about the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds. It was only intended for our Christmas Eve service. But while I was filming it, uh, I, the, the concept of exploring a, a, a famous Bible story and honoring it and being faithful to it, but while also uh, looking into different perspectives. And for example, we explored what the, the shepherds day must have been like leading up to that evening and using historical context and cultural context, uh, using things we could know, but all along with the artistic license that we were taking on the extra biblical content, making sure that it was plausible. That opened up for us and for the people who watched it, a love of scripture even more. And I thought, you know what, while I was doing that, I was thinking, there's never actually been a multi-season show about the life of Christ. There's been movies, there's been miniseries, but nothing that's kind of binge watchable that allows you to follow the characters from episode to episode, season to season, and really dig in uh, to these stories in a way that hasn't been done before. And that's where I had the idea for it. And then the, the that short film, which at the time I had no idea this would happen, that short film was what led to uh, it becoming the highest crowdfunded media project of all time. We got it out on social media and people wanted to invest. And, and so that's how we were able to finance season one. But that little short film I did on my friend's farm in Illinois, 20 minutes from my house, is what launched uh, The Chosen. It's amazing. Now, fast forwarding here, I understand to date there's well over 400 million views of The Chosen. You're on some major streaming sites and so forth. How did all that happen? It's all been word of mouth. I mean, the, the, when we set out to, to launch The Chosen, the primary way people watch it is in The Chosen app. They just look up The Chosen and can find it. And we decided to make it free and easy. That was the big thing. Back when COVID hit, we thought, you know what? Uh, instead of making people pay for this, let's just for two weeks, just because times are difficult and people are scared and, and uh, quite frankly, not a lot of people were watching our show yet, Thought, let's really give them some expo you know, exposure to this show. We'll make it totally free and easy. Let's put it out on, on live streams on YouTube, and I'll talk about how people can watch the show, um, And but we'll give it to them for free on YouTube. And uh, I came on that night, and I said, hey, look, the show is free. It's going to be free for a few weeks. If you'd like to pay for it, it's up to you, but here's how you do it. And that night, our income quadrupled. The next night, it quintupled. Uh, it just went crazy. People, uh, even though less than 5% of the people who watch it pay for it, those who do are really passionate. That took our show to the next level, and we decided, you know what? Let's make it free forever. And so I think that decision is what caused the show to get the word of mouth that it has. And the more people watch it, the more they talk about it. And now it's spreading all over the world. And, and finally, other uh, streaming platforms as well have, have uh, become interested in it. But primarily, it's just been making it free and easy to access, access on our app. So at this point, how many translations is this in? Currently, the show has been translated, at least season one, in over 60 languages. The app exists in every single country in the world. Uh, but we are currently uh, actually close to making a big announcement about the fact that uh, we are going to be translating this into you know, almost every conceivable language that's out there. Um, over the next however many years, uh, we want this show to reach every corner of the world. And once again, you're, you're thinking outside of the box, uh, this time at, at movie theaters. Tell us about that. Last year, we did a Christmas special where we, we did a brand new episode of The Chosen, which was about 35 minutes. We surrounded it with a bunch of music videos uh, uh, from artists singing Christmas songs. And 
we decided to put it in theaters because we thought, oh, this will be fun. Maybe a one night event, a two night event and uh, seeing it on the big screen and uh, our fans getting a chance to gather would be a really cool opportunity. Well, it sold out so fast that the theaters wanted to extend it and they kept it in theaters for over 10 days and ended up number five in the box office without us even really trying. We barely spent any money. We, you know, we weren't marketing it very heavily and uh, it just kind of exploded, uh, relatively speaking. So we thought, you know what, for the first two episodes of season three, let's put those in theaters. So the first two episodes are going to be together. You can watch them in theaters. And the, the reason it's so cool and the reason we did it is, number one, to give people the opportunity to see something on the big screen and see it with other people. That's always really fun for our fans and uh, great for me as a filmmaker for people to get a chance to see that on the big screen. But number two, when this happens, it, gives, it, it expands the reach of the show. More people hear about it. They see it in environments that they might not normally otherwise see it. And so uh, that's, I think, the biggest benefit of this is whether we're successful at the box office or not, that's not up to me. I don't really even focus on the numbers. But I do think that it's going to help spread the word about the show and introduce it to more people. And how can people find the movie at theaters in the hometown? Well, you just look. I mean, any other any other movie you uh, you, you normally would watch is that's where you're going to get the tickets. Here, you go on whatever your your theater's app is, or if you're old school, you can go to the theater and walk up to the box office and ask for two tickets to the chosen, <laughs> and uh, they'll uh, they'll be happy to accommodate you. Now, you can of course also uh, go to the uh, thechosenticketscom but I know it's hard to remember websites sometimes. But but uh, just look up the chosen uh, at your local theater, and uh, and uh, it'll most likely be there, and uh, you can get tickets right now. Right. I understand each season has a, a theme. What, what is the theme for the, the season three? Yeah, season three, the theme is come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, we don't skip over the weary and heavy laden part. This is a challenging season. Uh, the disciples are wondering why following the Messiah hasn't led to uh, happiness and ease and uh, excitement uh, all the time. Um, certainly they have more joy in their hearts, but they're wondering why their lives are still difficult. That doesn't make sense to them. There's people who are wondering, uh, when are they going to get healed? There's people wondering why the Romans are still oppressing them. Simon and Eden are struggling in their marriage. Why isn't the Messiah making that better? Uh, we, we don't shy away from that. We, we lean into it. Uh, but the beautiful part is he gives rest, and we'll see that as well. All right. So obviously you have to create a script how close to the Bible do you try to stay as you add in dialogue to have the characters have conversations? Well, I always like to say that the show is not necessarily a Bible show. Now, obviously, make and I want to be very clear about this, our primary source of truth and inspiration is the Bible. But a lot of the content comes from cultural context, historical context, uh, artistic imagination, things we, we can see from just what we can gather that's in the Gospels. The Gospels were written in a way that would have, a lot of things would have made sense to the people at the time, but don't necessarily make sense to us without that context. Now, to your question, when we do a story that's from the Bible, uh, we change very, very little, if anything. I mean, we certainly not the words of Jesus. Uh, sometimes we might change the timeline or maybe we'll change the location or or uh, something like that. But when it comes to the stories in the Bible, we obviously treat the Bible very seriously and we want to honor that. So we're not changing anything. Now we'll add things to it, but to be very clear as well, we're not adding to the Bible. The Bible is the Bible and your Bible has not changed since The Chosen came out. Uh, we, we are a TV show, but from the perspective of a TV show that is capturing the lives of the people of Galilee in the first century, uh, we want to have a mix of what's from the Bible, which we're going to be faithful to, but also what we believe uh, is plausible. And that's our number one question. Is this historically, culturally, and biblically plausible, even if it's not directly from Scripture? And we believe that it is. All right. So 
with so many people having watched, you obviously are getting feedback and so forth. Do you have any stories about people who have been touched or things that have happened as a result of watching that are, are particularly close to your heart that you could share with us? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, it can be summed up in the impact of, of, of on viewers that has most resonated with me. It can be summed up in a story that I heard early on. This is when the pandemic was at its peak, but we hadn't been translated into multiple languages yet. And I heard from a mother in China who said, we're stuck in our homes and we decided to watch The Chosen. And I'm the only English speaker in my family. My husband and kids don't speak English. And our kids ranged from ages eight to 15. And she said, we have binge watched season one. And my husband and kids are begging after each episode to watch the next one. And I'm helping translate some of the what's going on, but they're able to understand what's going on even without understanding the language. That story wrecked me. And the reason is because it exhibited what has been happening with The Chosen. It sums it all up. It's breaking down cultural barriers. It's breaking down age barriers. It's breaking down language barriers. This was a family that that loved the show in a way that I didn't expect. I didn't expect kids to love the show. I didn't expect people who didn't speak the language to love the show, and yet they were. And uh, that was probably the most resonant story that I've heard in this in this entire process. Have you seen what you would consider a miracle or certainly divine intervention along the way with, with producing this? Yeah, we've experienced multiple miracles. Uh, you know, I, I, would, I wouldn't say that, you know, it, it, not necessarily always in the most obvious or traditional way. I mean, we're not seeing someone, you know, stand up out of their wheelchair because they're on the set of The Chosen. However, uh, we are seeing multiple instances where scenes are being filmed where actors who don't believe, and we have many cast and crew who aren't necessarily believers, but they love the show and love being part of it, where they're doing a scene and something happens to them that's incredibly emotional, incredibly spiritual. And it seems to happen, especially anytime that they're doing scenes where they're quoting scripture or where the character of Jesus is asking their character to follow him. Something seems to happen that's unique. Uh, we've also experienced multiple times where, uh, for example, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to film and the weather is is unshootable, so we're stuck. And we lose hours and hours and hours that we don't we know we can't make up. And then out of the blue, at the last moment, God will show up and will do something crazy, such as uh, fog so thick you can't see 10 feet in front of your face, suddenly lifting in less than five minutes. And then the sun reflecting off of the fog, fog that's up in the sky, which extends our day and gives us more time to film it. Uh, why does God do some of those things? We don't always know the answer, but we do know that he wants us to maintain this posture of humility and dependence on him. And that happens on a near daily basis with this show. And if I could be just a little bit nosy here, what do you personally ask God for concerning the series? My personal ask of God with this show is less about make the show successful. I, that's not up to me, and I don't ever ask for that. Um, you know, make... Uh, make me happy. I don't ask for that. It's all about keep me in a posture of surrender. I really don't want to lose what got me here, which was a total dependence on God. My job is to feed the, is to, I'm sorry, I want to make this very clear. My job is not to feed the 5,000. My job is to provide the loaves and fish, just like Jesus asked to provide those, someone to provide those five loaves and two fish. So I'm going to do my part and make the best loaves and fish that I can. When I hand them off to God and he deems them worthy of acceptance, the rest is up to him. So my prayer life is usually about keep me humble, keep me surrendered, uh, and, and keep my family uh, engaged uh, 
with me as well, because I know that this project has been very difficult on all of us. Um, and I want to make sure that, that I'm, I'm staying connected and engaged with my wife and kids. But more than anything else, I just want us to be remain surrendered to this whole process and uh, let God do the, the bulk of the work. I understand that you are aiming for seven seasons at this point. Does that appear to be likely, doable? Yes. I mean, obviously, God can take this away at any moment if he chooses to. But uh, right now, it would be quite a shock if we didn't get to seven seasons. Uh, the fans are very engaged. Uh, they're they're uh, helping finance it. And uh, the show just continues to grow. So uh, at this point, at this point, it seems like the train has left the station and uh, the seven seasons are all but assured. All right. Dallas, I really appreciate you sharing your heart with us. This is fascinating. And uh, a lot of people are very interested. Uh, we wish and pray you well. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Okay. Thank you much. Thank you, Richard. Mm -hmm.